grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, through scripture alone, to the glory of God alone, this solar brother is not alone. Welcome back to the Solar Brother Podcast. I am your solar brother, Buddy Boone. Thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, This podcast is going to be a little of a step back. And the reason behind that is as we are going over the solas, the five solas by grace alone, through faith alone, uh, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, I decided that the best thing for me to do is, first of all, give you a foundation that is not just in some sayings that some really smart people had uh, with the five solas really give you the foundation that they come from, which is the scripture. And uh, this topic has, I didn't know this, but this topic has been debated for a very, very long time. And with it being debated for a long time, it made me wonder, huh, there are a lot of people that do not believe in the inerrancy of scripture. And I was just completely puzzled because if you are a Christian, if you are walking in the ways of God, How do you know what the ways of God are and why would you think that there is something wrong or there is some infallibility or some type of issue with the scripture? So I'm going to do a little bit of tackling of that. And always I want to start off with a few questions. This question is actually question number two from the Westminster uh, Catechism, the larger catechism. Here's a question. How doth it appear. How does it appear that there is a God? Sorry, I'm trying to translate into the to the new English instead of the old English. I'll, I'll do that again. How does it appear that there is a God? The answer is this. The very light of nature in man and the works of God declare plainly that there is a God, but his word and spirit sufficiently and effectively revive him to man for their salvation. I'm going to read a few scripture verses to kind of back that up. But what this question is asking is, is there a God and how does he appear to men? Uh, Well, the biggest thing that I really want to bring out in this is that one nature actually shows us that there is a God. And I'll, I'll read that verse here in a moment. But also they're trying to get you to understand the assembly the general assembly that put these uh, catechisms together is that through God's word, he shows us uh, that his word is uh, effectual and it is sufficient to bring about the salvation of men. And even in that, uh, these scriptures that they have here actually show that uh, the scripture is efficient at the same time that it is effective. So this is, not complicated. And in order for a scripture to show so many things at the same time, I mean, there has to be something going on with these scriptures. It's the word of God. It's living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. That's exactly what it is. Now I'm going to read a few verses for you. And in these verses, I just want you to hear what uh, the the author is actually saying. Uh, The Holy Spirit would be the author uh, through the the pen of certain individuals, but here's what uh, Paul said to the church in Rome. Uh, Romans chapter one, verses 19 and 20. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived 
ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. Second Timothy chapter three, verses 14 through 17 says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, there's a, an extensive study that uh, I have been doing on this, and I'm not going to go over all of that. But what I will do is just leave you with a few scriptures uh, so that when we come back next time, you'll be kind of prepared and know and understand uh, where this whole thing is going. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you already know, because if you read your scriptures, uh, you will understand where I'm going with this, that the Bible is completely inerrant and it's infallible meaning there's no uh, no false uh, writings in it nothing uh, that is a lie in it uh, but also uh, it is inerrant meaning that uh, because of itself it interprets itself and there's no error in itself now i want to be very clear that i don't want to say that there are no lies in the bible the bible tells us about people that have lied let's let's be clear so I'll try to twist the words but in itself, because it is the word of God, and uh, I just read that it is God breathed, which it's breathed out by God, which means that since it is scripture, it is what God has said uh, it to be. You got to just listen to how that is said by the Apostle Paul. But another concept is that since the Bible, because the Bible is inerrant, we also need to understand that. God is sovereign, and with him being sovereign, things don't just happen. One of the arguments that I'm going to tackle is, well, people will say, well, when it was canonized, the Bible was canonized, and I'll go over what that means. When it was canonized, it was there were evil men among those people that canonized it. You're exactly right. All those men were wicked sinners and wretches that uh, hopefully were saved by God. But if that was the case, Let's let's just say, and and we will assume that they were sinners, uh, just like me and you are. If they were that, if that was the case, then why would God allow th those things to happen? Resting in the fact that God is completely sovereign and He's completely in control of everything, that is where my head is. That's where my heart is. If there was something that was in the Bible that uh, we don't like, it's not because of, you know, God just made a mistake and put it in there. No, he doesn't make those mistakes. He doesn't lie. Uh, Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should change. And God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? That is one of the scriptures that I learned as a kid. And I probably butchered it in the, English Standard Version or the uh, Extra Special Version, uh, but even so, that those truths are extremely clear there. And I want to read another uh, Old Testament passage, and then I'm going to let you all go. This is a real quick one, just to kind of throw it out there. It's also Thanksgiving, so <laughs> I got other things that I need to get taken care of. But this is Psalm 19, and um, just the the first, you know, 
14 or uh, actually it's the whole chapter because uh, you got to read through the whole thing. It's such a rich uh, passage, but I'm going to read Psalm 19 and I encourage you to go back and read this yourself. Uh, I would read Psalm 119, but that's 170 something verses. And I know you don't want to sit and uh, listen to that right now. Uh, I might just record it for you just so you'd have it. But here you go. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is sure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I would highly encourage you to go back and read Psalm 19 for yourself. And then if you have time, dive into uh, you should make time to dive into Psalm 119. That Psalm just is a, another just rich passage talking about God's word. And the thing about God's word is exactly what David said here. The Psalter said here, he was talking about how and verse seven is the one that I love so much. The law of the Lord is perfect. And here's, here it is again, reviving the soul. And then the last part of that verse, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. I want you all to understand this about God's word. It is not just some story that was made up. I remember hearing a co-worker that I was trying to witness to uh, years ago say to me, yeah, the Old Testament is nothing but a bunch of Hebrew stories and Hebrew myth mythical or, or mystical writings that the Hebrews came up with. And I'm sitting here thinking, you have no idea. You have never read scripture before. But also I had to realize that he wasn't alive to it. He couldn't he couldn't understand it because it was it's foolishness to an unbeliever. But when we sit and read the scriptures and understand exactly what the scriptures are saying, I mean it's it pulls you in and 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 like the word of God says about itself, it revives the soul. You're depressed about something or you don't feel good or you're sad. Just go to the scripture. Open up the Psalms and read the Psalms. Read about when David was depressed and when what he did when he was depressed, when he didn't feel good. 
He remembered the Lord all the time throughout the Psalms. It's always, I remember what you have done for me. I remember how great you are. Great is your faithfulness. He just goes through and just says those types of things. The scripture is so rich. Now, I know this is about the inerrancy of scripture. I completely get that. I know. I understand. But let me tell you something about the inerrancy of scripture. If God is not faithful, then you cannot be faithful. Let me let me let me let me say that again. Your your life it 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 depends on Christ's faithfulness. Because if he can't keep his promise, which is in the scripture, which is infallible and inerrant, then you have no hope. You cannot be faithful to something that is false. And you have no hope for salvation. You literally die and you go to hell. But since God is faithful, since he will do what he has said he is going to do in the scripture, he's already done what he said he was going to do in, in other scripture. And you look at the prophets, he's done most of those things. And then there are things that are to come. But if God is not faithful, then you have no hope. If the scriptures aren't inerrant, then what is there to hope in? He has said in his scripture that he will be faithful. He that began a good work and you will be faithful to complete it. I mean, let's go over all the faithfulness uh, scriptures that we have. There's tons of them. But think about it. If there's a problem with the scriptures, that means you have no hope. You will die in your sin. So I rely on and I, I cherish the fact that Christ, that God gave us these scriptures to show us who Christ is. And by showing us who Christ is, we have hope in Jesus Christ for salvation. Not just that, but also sanctification. Because in this world, I mean, just think about it. The boundaries that have been set by uh, the law of God, it keeps us out of all of this trouble. It keeps us away from all of the, the horrible things that, that life can give us, you know. And this, I, I, I know I'm kind of ranting here, but. I just want to make sure you all understand that the, the scripture and that's what the next uh, podcast will be about. It's just kind of showing you all those things. But um, thank you all for tuning in and listening. This is the Solar Brother podcast. And uh, uh, please like and subscribe and also leave uh, a comment um, on there. Uh, a five star comment. Obviously, I'll be, ask, I'll be asking for um, if you uh, do that, then that pushes uh, the, the ratings up for the podcast and that puts us in front of more people. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate it. And if you have a comment, Hey, send me an email at solarbrotherpodcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you and, uh, how these uh, podcasts so far has uh, spoken to you and affected you. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, love, peace, and soul love.